I'm here with Kevin Semlo. He's with Illinois Farm Bureau. He just gave a talk at the Country Financial Farm panel in Raritan, talking all about what's going on, whether it be on a federal or state level, in priorities for 2024. Kevin, how's it going? You know, it's always interesting when we start a new year. Uh, we're coming into an election year, so there's a lot of positioning with uh, legislators, so it's always an interesting minefield to, to work our way through, but we'll be pushing our, our priorities here this year and, and seeing what we can get done before the election. And you talked a lot about those priorities today to with farmers, and the first big one you brought up, Farm Bill. Where do you see this going in 2024? Uh, we were very hopeful that we could see something here uh, in this first quarter, but with the uh, continued gridlock in Washington, I would anticipate it probably will not be done until uh, after the election, um, which is not the greatest, but we've got a one-year extension on the previous farm bill, so we should be fine until about September, October, and then uh, hopefully we'll see a bill rolled out then and we can work on getting that adopted in Washington. You brought up an interesting uh, point when it came to passing this. It's a bipartisan bill. However, we haven't been able to get that bipartisan agreement like we have in years past. How has that played a role? It's, it's played a really big role. Uh, we're small minorities of members uh, on both sides of the aisle can hold the process up. Um, we're hopeful and optimistic that we can get the more mainstream legislators to sit down, uh, come up with a compromise, especially the ag chairman in both the House and the Senate, and they can put a bill together that everyone can be happy with uh, and will continue to keep programs going for farming and for the SNAP program. And another big topic you brought up that we're starting to see it in effect this year as well as Proposition 12. A lot of discussion has happened over the past, past few years about the implementation and what it could mean. So where are we now in 2024 with Proposition 12 fully in effect? We're starting to see some effects of uh, Prop 12. Uh, we've seen prices uh, of uh, some initial data on increased prices of those select pork products in, in California, uh, which of course are driving up the costs. And we know that that's going to really harm uh, potential Midwest farmers, especially here in Illinois, about what they can and can't do and how they can get into that marketplace. Um, so we're working together with uh, the American Farm Bureau Federation, uh, other Midwestern states to see about getting legislation either included in the Farm Bill or somewhere else to actually address that, that the effects of that so it only is limited to, to the California market and doesn't affect the other states. And you're bringing up a little bit of conversation happening in Illinois and how that could also affect other markets across the country as well. Yes, uh, it's it's very clear that uh, this is a new tactic uh, by many groups out there that want to pass individual legislation state by state. And then by doing so, they can then uh, run to the Supreme Court, uh, get a court ruling very similar to Proposition 12, which could make those regulations, uh, if we adopt something here in Illinois, be applicable to other states. And sometimes some of those legislations doesn't have a lot of impact on farm in Illinois, but would have a huge impact on a farmer in, say, Nebraska or in Texas or even Maine. So uh, we're really conscious about that as we look forward to seeing what legislation is introduced here in Illinois. Yeah, and that's an important thought to bring up as well, because growing up in agriculture in the Northeast, I grew up in Rhode Island, and I remember when the bill in Massachusetts was introduced, it didn't affect any of the farmers I knew in Massachusetts, but it was a really big deal because it's what can happen in the future is what people were talking about. Absolutely. And with the Supreme Court stepping in on what they did on the Proposition 12 uh, really uh, changes some of the, the, the dynamics of the Interstate Commerce Clause and how that affects things. And so we're really cautious about that and, and, and being really diligent, making sure that we don't see inadvertent legislation negotiated in Illinois that has impacts nationwide. 
And one more key issue you brought up on the national side was the H-2A workers and the wages. Yeah, we continue to see that uh, agriculture needs uh, workers. Uh, the H-2A program is, of course, a legal program where you bring in individuals. But with some of the uh, automatic wage rate increases and some of the rules and how they calculate those things, it's really put uh, agriculture at a disadvantage in hiring workers. Um, it's limited uh, what they can afford. It also limits the flexibility of how many people they can have. So we're really trying to work on that to make sure that things are flexible for farmers so they continue that as, an, uh, as a valued uh, option for for employees. So those are some of the big uh, national priorities or key issues that you're going to be focusing in your position with Illinois Farm Bureau for this year, but they have their impacts on Illinois, but there's also some Illinois issues or key issues that you're going to be looking at this year, especially when it comes to estates. Yes, uh, one of our biggest pushes this year is going to be uh, making changes to the estate tax and how that affects uh, farmers in Illinois. Uh, as we know, Illinois' estate tax is uh, a little antiquated, uh, to say the least, and we want to see, of course, uh, some of the exemption levels increased and some of the calculations that are used for that are changed so it actually reflects the current market prices that we're seeing. Uh, we've got to remember that farmers are um, asset-rich, not cash-rich, and when it comes to an estate tax, uh, it's kind of written that you just Pull this money out of your pocket and give it away. Well, farmers, of course, have to sell assets off to come up with those funds, which then, of course, uh, draws into question if you can keep a family farm operational because you got to sell off a big chunk of it to pay the taxes. And we don't think that's fair, and I think we've gotten some, uh, some ground that we've been able to make way with legislators that they're open to this, and so we're going to really push in that here in Springfield this year. And is there anything else that you want to tell farmers, anything other issues that you guys are going to be looking at for the 2024 legislative session? Yeah, on the Springfield side, um, our state legislature will introduce probably anywhere from five to 6,000 bills. We look at all of those, everything from uh, private property rights, uh, making some changes to the way that uh, um, eminent domain is used for pipelines. So we've got a full plate of state legislative issues, and so just keep an eye out for news that comes out, and if you have any questions, please give us a call. Well, Kevin, thanks so much for coming and talking with me as well as the farmers here in Raritan today. Oh, it's, it's always a pleasure to come out and, and get to rub elbows with real farmers who get dirty. Uh, it's not like those everybody that comes to Springfield that wears suits and ties. <laughs> exactly. That is Kevin Semla with the Illinois Farm Bureau on AM 1330 FM 95.7 WRAM.